Welcome, I am Ed Bejarana, and you've arrived at the Business Buffet Podcast, where you get a taste of business from entrepreneurs who've had both good and bad moments in business. You'll learn from business chefs of all type those things they would have done different and figure out how those ingredients might help your personal recipe for success. Grab a plate and take a seat. It is time to eat hearty in business. Good morning. Welcome to Business Buffet. In our quest to figure out what should we be doing when we grow up, I've reached out to all of those influential people in my life, people that I've known for years, people that I've worked with directly, and and I've asked them the big question, you know, if you had to do it all over again, what would you do different? And and more importantly, how would you do it different? The idea here is to give you, the listener, an insight to decades worth of experience, hundreds of years worth of experience while all is said and done, so that you can make a decision for either how to improve your business or start a new business based on the experience from all of the people that I've reached out to. Now, the today's interview is a dear, dear friend of mine. We've been working together for 13 years, but believe it or not, we've never actually physically met. We have never been in the same room for that matter. She's Claire on the other side of the continent over in, in North Carolina. Teresa Bruni, I have grown to believe is one of my dearest friends. We talk quite frequently, especially during the COVID pandemic. We just pick up the phone and just talk with one another because she's that type of person. And I felt Business Buffet could not be complete without her. Teresa, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for inviting me, Ed. I'm really happy to be here. So tell the listeners just a little bit about you as a person. And, you know, we'll, we'll focus on the business in just a second. But who is Teresa? So uh, Teresa is kind of a complex person. Um, I am the youngest of, of six. And my father was in the military, in the Navy. Uh but he was ready for for retirement from active duty when I came along. So at the age of two, we moved from San Diego to New Jersey, and I grew up on a farm. Um, our neighborhood was primarily boys. You know, there I had a few girlfriends, but mostly if I wanted to play, I was playing with the boys. So I'm a little bit of a tomboy. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, back then, um, uh, I, I, there were things that I, that I uh, didn't have that city kids had, like sidewalks to roller skate on. Um, although I got to play in the woods. And uh, when I look back now, I just realized what a beautiful, beautiful upbringing I, I was fortunate to have. Um, that has served me in so many ways. Uh, you know, over the course of my life. Um, and I can admit to you today that I do uh, qualify for the senior discount. <laughs> and it really upsets me when they don't ask for my ID because I have this image of myself. <laughs> Yeah, you got to verify you're a senior. Wait a minute. Hold yeah, on. I know, now. I know. 
know, I know, you know. Uh, so we all growing up, we all uh, wait for that day that that we can buy alcohol and not be carded. You know, we can show our ID and we actually qualify. And then that day comes that, that we buy alcohol and they no longer ask for our, our ID. And now and now that I'm a senior, um, I'm experiencing all that in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well so, tell yes, the listeners I, tell the listeners yeah. a little bit about your business because you know you, you talk about being a senior. She doesn't look like a senior. You'd look at her and say, "Yeah, she's she's maybe thirty nine, maybe." But <laughs> so tell the tell the listeners about your business. What do you do for a living? So at the current at, at this current time, I am the healer and the founder of Less Fear, More Flow. And that company has two divisions. The first division uh, is my healing practice where I help individuals who are struggling with chronic health conditions empower their healing. And and so I I, uh, turn them on to things that medical science just doesn't have time or still refuses to ignore. Um, Following the pandemic, uh, at the end of 2020, I decided to open another branch of my business uh, called The Healer's Healer. And with that business, I empower uh, heart-centered entrepreneurs who are looking to step into this arena that I'm in uh, because, let's face it, the world is extremely stressed these days and we need as many heart-centered entrepreneurs on their feet and in business as possible. Now, on your website, you have a quote. It says, Teresa is genuinely passionate, is a genuinely passionate healer and spiritual warrior who assists individuals in breaking through obstacles that prevent them from living life to the fullest. Now, I'm focusing in on the spiritual warrior phrase because that's that's a unique phrase what why would you classify yourself as a spiritual warrior well because i believe that there is this uh entire um consciousness that most people are not open to and when they are able to um open their mind or as i say in my practice open their lens through which they see the world and expand that lens, then opportunities that they never thought existed before suddenly appear. And so that's the spiritual warrior part. Uh, it's about uh, turning on that higher consciousness, which we all have access to. We've just never been taught. Most of us have never been taught how to turn that on. Now, so you own your own business. When did you get the, the crazy idea, hey, I should do this on my own rather than going to work at uh, some uh, practice where it's already established? Well, Ed, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Um, I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. My father had his own business. So I, you know, again, I grew up in the country out 
out, you know, on 40 acres. I didn't know what it was. I had no idea, you know, what my father never put on a suit and went to a corporation to work. Uh, he was a blue collar worker. Um, he did very well. And so that's the environment that I grew up in. As a matter of fact, when I would, you know, all little kids, they want to answer the phone when the phone rings. Right. And so if in order for me to answer the phone, I was instructed that I had to answer it uh, professionally and politely because it might be one of my father's customers. So I grew up in that environment. Um, sure, I had jobs, you know, my first job was at a pizzeria and um, I had other jobs where I had employers, but I had my first business at the age of 22. I was a freelance photographer and I'm sure everybody's familiar with those free magazines that you pick up outside of restaurants and supermarkets with the real estate, the local real estate. Uh, I worked for a publisher we published three of those a month, and I was the photographer who drove the entire county of Sacramento. That's a very big county, by the way. Very big. That's right. <laughs> oh, I know that firsthand. And I used to photograph all of the houses for sale, um, and, and I was a freelancer. So that was my first uh, business. And since then, I've been in and out of businesses I've had a corporate career, um, so I can compare both. You know, I can I can give you the pros and cons of having your own business or being employed. There are pros and cons to both those scenarios. Now, there's a lot of people who listen to Business Buffet who would like to get into a business where they're helping other people, kind of similar to yours. Um, what would be your advice to them to get started in this line of work? So, uh, so first of all, I would highly recommend that they really hone in on who they want to serve and how they want to serve. Uh, one of the biggest problems with the heart-centered entrepreneur is that they feel they need to give away their services or it's not heart-centered. Uh, so we also need to dispel that belief. Um, there's a lot of advice that I would give them. Um, you know, one of the biggest um, roadblocks I see for these individuals are if, if they have no business experience, there are high dollar business coaches out there who are circling like vultures and they're ready, you know, for you to hand over 10,000, 15,000, even as much as $50,000. Hand me your $50,000 and I'll teach you how to start your business. Um, uh, my biggest piece of advice is beware. OK, because you can learn how to open a business and run a successful business out of a book. But I digress. So back to your question. So the advice I would give them is to uh, really hone in on who they want to help and make sure that they have the skills to service those individuals. It's real easy these days to get um, to become a certified professional coach. However, 
Uh, it's also important to realize that certified professional coaches are, I'm sorry to say, a dime a dozen. And most of them are broke. Okay. So there's a problem with that formula that needs to be solved. And personally, I think I've nailed down that formula. So if you had to do it all over again, what what's the one thing about your business that you would... Uh I don't know, change and, and why? Okay, that's a great question. So as you know, uh, you and I came together when I was closing my web development company. So I was in a very left brain industry. As a matter of fact, in my corporate career, I ran mainframe accounting systems. Can't get much more left brain than that. <laughs> and <laughs> and. Uh, I made the decision to step into this woo-woo world. Now, I'd like to give some background. The reason that I made the decision to step into this woo-woo world is because I had a health crisis. So when I was in my um, late 20s, early 30s, I had a full-blown health crisis, which landed me on disability for nine full years. Um, seven years into that journey, I realized that medical science was never going to get me well. They were just going to keep me medicated. And um, and I, I, I was done. I had had enough and I decided to set out on my own journey to, to find my way back to health, which I did. That took another three years and I returned to work in 1999. So it's important to know about that part of my journey. And, and that's why I wanted to do this work. To answer your question, when I stepped out of that left brain business environment and I crossed that line into this woo-woo world, I thought for some reason that the rules of business had changed. So I made the mistakes that I just spoke about a few minutes ago. I spent a lot of money. I, you know, if I told you how much money I spent on big business coaches, you probably wouldn't believe me. I spent a lot of money on big business coaches who um, had all these promises. You hand them your money. You never see them again. You only see, you know, their sub coaches. And I ended up with uh, huge binders of uh, to-do lists and practices that I then needed to implement. And it caused two things. It caused a complete state of overwhelm and it left my bank account drained. So the number one thing I would like heart-centered entrepreneurs to know is before you hand that money over to a big business coach, ask yourself the following questions. Can I learn this out of a book? How might I better spend this money? In other words, could I hire a virtual assistant to do all these things that this business coach is going to teach me to do? Um, it's surprising how, how knowledgeable virtual assistants are and how they can help you with your marketing because that's what they specialize in. So, you know, keep your money in your pocket um, and and make sure that you're spending it wisely. Now, you've mentioned a couple of times information you might be able to get out of a book. Are there yeah. any books that you might recommend to the listeners? 
Um, you know, I, I'm planning to make a list of books that I would recommend. Um, one of my favorite books is Three Simple Steps by Trevor Blake. And that's, you know, that's a great book. Um, it, it doesn't have, um, you know, the nuts and bolts of starting a business, uh, but it's more, more of a, you know, how to set intentions and how to make your dreams come, come true type of book. Um, the important thing to remember is uh, when you are in business, and I think you'll agree with me on this, the three things that you really need are, you know, a good accountant, a good banker, and a good attorney. Yes. Every business needs Maybe not in that three. order, but yes, you need those. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> So yeah, off, off, off the bat, I don't have a whole list of books, but I will because I'm researching that. Now, how about books for getting into um, coaching? Uh, you know, life coaching seems like it's so belittling. That doesn't sound like, I mean, that's nothing compared to what all you do, but are there any books for uh, personal coaching that you might recommend to the listeners? Um, actually, I, I don't have any books that I would recommend uh, for me. As you know, I, I do not brand myself as a coach. For me, coaching is a skill. It's not a profession, uh, at least not on, in the personal realm. There are a lot of great business coaches and executive coaches, and people seem to be more accepting of that. Uh, personal life coaching, um, I think, is a misunderstood career. People don't understand why they would even need a life coach. Uh, and so for me, it's more it's, it's one of my skills. It's not who I am. And that's another recommendation that I would make to anyone stepping in, into this arena. What is it that you really do for your clients? Very important. Absolutely critical. So if you were not doing what you're currently doing, what would you be doing and why? You know, I can't imagine not doing what I'm doing. I get so much joy and satisfaction uh, out of my work. I, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't see retirement in my future. I see myself doing this work just as long as I am able to because I love it that much and it provides me so much joy and satisfaction. Okay, so then in your business, what would you like to be doing that you're not currently doing? Um, just seeing seeing more clients, you know, having more clients on my calendar. And And how do you plan on doing that? What's your what's your plan of attack for reaching out into the community you serve? Uh, so as as you well know, and as you have talked about in some of your other business buffet uh, episodes, uh, you know the internet is the best way to get out there. Now, um, I'm happy to say that my website ranks pretty well. And I bring in clients from all over the world. So, um, you know, I'm fortunate in that sense. Uh, there was a bit of a downturn um, uh, during the pandemic. So 
you know, I think we're all ready now to get back to business as usual. And so I see business picking up already. And, and that's my truest and greatest joy is to be spending my time with clients. You know, and you bring up the pandemic. I was going to go there here in a minute or two, but let's go there now. So this pandemic, while we're coming out of it, there's there's the Delta variant, and I think there's going to be other metamorphoses, and people are still scared. People are, uh, you know, resistant to get around other people. But it seems like your career path, your service, your skill set is very personal. You really you almost it's almost tactile in nature you almost you know physically have to be with the client for somebody who would be going into this profession in an environment where people are worried about being around one another what would you suggest they prepare for to deliver this level of service digitally the number one thing that you must have in order to do this type of uh, business digitally is authenticity and credibility. Um, I've been working remotely for probably 15 years. I was working remotely before I even got into this line of work because I've been in this business for almost a decade now. Um, people can, can feel your personality. They can sense your level of confidence, uh, whether you're in person or coming across a screen. So that's absolutely essential. Um, you know, before the pandemic hit, I had an office downtown and I had this home office that I'm sitting in now because again, as I mentioned earlier, I have clients all over the world. So of course they're not going to travel, you know, they're not going to get on an airplane to come see me. So I, I really, I was quite accustomed to doing business over the internet prior to the pandemic. That gave me a huge leg up. And but but again, it's that authenticity and that sense of confidence uh, that that transcends the screen. Very, very important. I, I fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate that. How do people learn more about you and your business? Uh, the easiest way to learn more about me is to visit my website. That's my calling card. And that is at less fearmoreflow.com. And I'll include that link in the show notes. Are there any final thoughts that you have for the listeners? Yes. Um, you know, as I mentioned earlier on, I've worked both corporate and, uh, and I've been an entrepreneur off and on over the course of my life. And there are trade-offs, okay? There are some days in, in this entrepreneurial world where I wish I could just get paid for taking lunch, you know? <laughs> but most days I love, absolutely love being my own boss and being in charge of my schedule. Um, uh, so one, what I think is an, an absolutely essential key that I would like to leave listeners with is if you're 
in this type of business and you're doing this type of work, work-life balance is absolutely essential. I do this work because I love it. However, if I allow it to run me down, then I'm not serving myself and I'm no longer able to serve my clients. So it's my business philosophy that my business should bring me joy and provide me with the lifestyle that I desire. Now, one thing we didn't talk about, Ed, you know that my my passion is photography. That's what I do when I'm not at work. That's how I recharge my spirit. And that's an expensive hobby. <laughs> yes, it is. But your pictures so, are amazing. She posts oh, her you. she posts her photos of her trips on Facebook. And I, I'm I'm just in awe. I almost feel like I've been to the places you went. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm and I'm also going to post uh I put together a bit a video of my best work and I'll be posting that on my teresabrudy.com website for anyone who would like to see my photography. But the point is whatever you love to do, if, you know, if you love to travel, um if you love to shop for antiques, whatever your passions are, your business should provide you with the opportunity to do what you're passionate about when you're not at work. Well, Teresa, thank you so much for spending some time with Business Buffet. Oh, I loved it, Ed. Thank you for having me. It is that dreaded time when we must push away from the table and digest what we've taken in. The ingredients you've learned today can and should be used in your own business recipe and shared with the world. Like this program on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you consume your podcast material and drop in again next week to enjoy another hearty dish of the Business Buffet Podcast.